Hey, my name is Jason. I'm the producer of Relationship Radio. I wanted to let you know that we have a brand new website solely dedicated to working on your pies. Introducing itstartswithattraction.com. You can listen to every episode, learn about the pies, and sign up for our weekly newsletter. Go to itstartswithattraction.com. It starts with attraction, one word. It starts with attraction.com to get signed up today. Good morning or afternoon, based on wherever you are in this world. Hi, I'm Dr. Joe Beam. Welcome to our Facebook Live for Marriage Helper. This is a program where you can actually call in and ask us questions about relationships. Now, often people ask us about marriage problems, and we're happy to deal with those if you would like to ask those questions. But we'll answer any kind of questions as best we can having to do with relationships. So it can be even, you know, with your children or with your parents or whatever. If you'd like to call and talk to us on the air, then you call 657-383-0812. That's 657-383-0812. Now, when you hear that answer, you need to press the number one, and that puts you in the queue, and then uh, we'll talk to you. If you want to talk to us, call quick, (laughs) because we get loaded up with calls pretty rapidly here. And with us today is our CEO, the young woman who runs this entire organization, and her name is Kimberly Holmes. How are you today? Caffeinated. (laughs) (laughs) Or I will be. You you just started. Yeah, when we met earlier today, I had a huge cup of coffee, so I'm actually a little wired here. Yeah, well, no, I did not just start. My first cup of coffee was at 4.30 this morning, so this is my... After it's like evening for me right now. Oh, okay. <laughs> In my so, body. Lots of lots of coffee going into you lots there. Lots of coffee. Lots of coffee. Our uh, our co-host here, Kimberly Holmes, is also the CEO of our organization. Uh, is in the process of adopting with her husband two children from India, mm-hmm. and you just got more notices about that today. We did. We're super close to traveling to go and get them. So in a couple of weeks, I will not be here. There will be someone else, whoever you choose, to sit here. <laughs> As your co-host, uh, for a period of time, I'll be gone for about three months on maternity leave. So I know I look super pregnant. I'm expecting two. That's what I keep telling. I'm eating for two now. They're four years old and two years old, but that doesn't matter. I'm because so, you're adopting. You're eating for actually well, eating three. for three. I'm yeah, eating for three. Exactly. <laughs> and so what I just heard you say was, I have to have a co-host because you don't trust me to do this by myself. If you want to solo do it. With some of the callers that we get, <laughs> then you can totally do that. Okay, we'll work that out. We'll work and speaking out. of callers, I think we already have one or two in the line we here. And remember, do. it's 657 383 I'll say that slower, 657 383 But be sure that as soon as you hear that answer, you press that number one to put you in the queue because that will be extremely important if you actually want to talk to us. Yes. So are we ready to go, to go to a call here? We are. We're going to go to Adam from Georgia. Adam, it's Adam. Can you hear us okay? Yes. Hello. Hi. How may we help you today, Adam? Uh, I'll just cut to the chase on the question. I, I did hire a, one of your coaches, and he gave me some. I told him I would. I'd like to call in, and he gave me some tips. So, my question is going to be uh, when to stop trying. Um, and the basis of that question is the length of time uh, that it's been. It's we we got divorced very quickly mm-hmm. um, last May. Mm-hmm. Uh, after it was in, in January, she told me the marriage was over. I did not know. Mm-hmm. I was shocked. 
and and then by May, uh, I had a friend who was a lawyer, and then by May, I mean it was you know, he got it expedited, and uh, and then just basically the, the, there were some pretty bad problems in the marriage. Uh-huh. To me, they were it was eighty eighty percent good, twenty percent bad, but of course she saw it as ninety nine point nine percent bad. But the problems were just a, a clear double standard uh, against my child from another marriage uh-huh. versus her ch- her children. I see. Uh, and I know we're not supposed to diagnose people with disorders, but the stuff she did was rose to the level of being, to me, a, a disorder, and I and I tolerated it. But it doesn't change the fact that I am deeply, madly in love with this woman, and and uh, it's it's been hell. And I've read so many books, uh, Psychopath Free, and Leave the Cheater Game Alive, and and I did practice two, three and a half months periods of no contact mm-hmm. but she reached out to me the whole time I and see. she has never failed to reach out to me mm-hmm. so we started seeing each other in september of last year and mm-hmm. we quote unquote dated for about four months mm-hmm. we saw each other uh, two three times a week uh talked to maybe you know two three times a week yeah but she would not have sex she didn't like me kissing her mm-hmm. uh, and your coach has helped me to accept a, you know, 100% friendship and, and I'm doing, I've been doing pies since the very beginning. I just, I didn't even know what pies were. I just started self-improving because of the the trauma. Right. And so now I'm hitting it harder, but just basically, um, it's actually coming up very soon. It's the anniversary that she told me the marriage was over. Mm -hmm. She told me she's going to start dating in February. Mm -hmm. And then she, right before Christmas, she hit, me with the bombshell, I think maybe the possible man that was involved from before there were uh, any problems that I knew of. And I see. she said that there's a guy that she has attraction to and feelings for. And when his divorce is final, she's going to be dating him. I see. And that caused me to go into another, like a third in contact. And she, every time I do that, she reaches out to me desperately. And so with your coach's help, I called her and like, I couldn't get off the phone with her. She, she just loves to talk to me. I see. And then we spent 10 hours together Saturday. We will spend 10 and 12 hours together on the weekends. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of my situation. Okay. If I ask, who is the coach that you're working with? Uh, Jared and he's awesome. Okay. Jared's a good guy. He's very, very smart guy. Mm-hmm. Good guy. We like, we, we think very highly of Jared. Okay, I'm going to ramble just for a second or two, but it's all going to be pertinent, okay? And here's the deal. <clears throat> Remember that we talk about, or you may have heard us talk about at least, that people don't leave what they have unless they believe what they're going to is better. And so typically when a person's leaving right. a relationship, we say, okay, why is it that this person thinks it's better to be without you? But now let's put that back in the realm of you. Now, the fact that she's still contacting you, the fact that you spent 10 hours together on Saturday, sounds like that, of course, now understand, I'm, I'm having to guess at this because I don't know your wife and I don't know you, but it sounds as if you guys still have some degree of relationship that's fulfilling her. Wouldn't you think so, Kimberly? Fulfilling her at least in some just way. In some way. Because of the fact that she continues mm-hmm. to have contact with you. So it's fulfilling her at least in some way. Now, let's now apply this to you. Yeah, she... Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. I was just going to say, she, she tells me I'm her best friend. Mm-hmm. We had a blow up um, early in December and I left. Mm-hmm. She was talking so hateful to me. And as I'm leaving, she's screaming at me, I want you in my life. Yeah. Um, well, and we can, we can talk for hours and hours as long as that. But if I talk about anything serious, right. she gets so upset. She, right. you know, she, she doesn't want to get back together. Got you. 
So it kind of boils down to this, my friend. If you take that same principle that people don't leave what they have unless they believe what they're doing is better, that's also applicable to you. What I mean by that is this. If the relationship that you have with her right now, where that you are at least to some degree friends, if, if that's something that you want to continue, because if you leave that, what, what are you going to that's better? And so if you want to continue to do that, you certainly can. And so often I suggest to people, think about it this way. If it's tearing you up so much, if it's just really ripping into you, either physically, what I mean by that is that you can't eat right or, or you're beginning to have physical problems because of the stress or the worry or the anxiety, or if it's beginning to affect you intellectually, what I mean by that is where you can't really think that the, uh, like at your job and other things like that, that this is becoming encroaching into that or emotionally so that you're having your own emotional problems or of feeling rejected to the point where it's just miserable for you or anxiety or worry, all those kinds of things, or even spiritually, if it's beginning to affect your beliefs and values so that, that you're beginning to violate your own beliefs about what's right and wrong, your own values and what people should do, then you might reach at that point. Now, and remember what we're talking about now is more of an art than a science. Okay. I can't say exactly at this point, that's when this occurs, but the art here is at some point, if you decide, no, I'm actually better off if I end this relationship altogether and move on physically, intellectually, emotionally, spiritually, do I need to do that for my sake or for the sake of your child? Then, then that's the time when you say, okay, it's time to quit because what this is doing to me is affecting me so negatively that if I stay in it as it is now, it's going to affect me even more negatively, physically, intellectually, emotionally, spiritually, because it sounds as if she's in a kind of a form, a kind of the form of what we call the valley. He has you as a friend, but she doesn't have to come back because you continue to be her friend. And she's telling you she's going to date some other guy. And um, what I hear you saying is you think, that he was a factor way back when he, when she first told you this is not going to make it. And so the decision for you, Adam, is simply this, it's simply, it's not simple. The decision for you is this, is it having a negative effect enough on me or on my child or even on her that if I continue to be her friend while she's doing these other behaviors, it's going to affect us negatively. At some point, that's when you decide to draw the line and you go, Okay, I can't continue in well, this I'm, as it is. Yeah, I, I, I'm, and that's what Jared's helping me with. And, and, and after seven months of no contact and, and, and thinking that I was just done, uh, I'm very, very close to my stepkids, and I'm, I'm, I'm older. So, mm-hmm. man, my, my, all of our kids are grown and, and out of the house. But the way she treated my daughter was, you know, over the past decade when she because my daughter just now you know, started college and moved off. But I'm highly, very close to her. She's got grandchildren that I'm very, very close to. And uh, her daughter begged me to come back into, you know, their life. They, they reached out to me. She reached out to me. She said, please come back into their life. So I've done that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, no, I, I've, I've decided to be strong because mm-hmm. I don't want to lose these people. And um, Jared's helping me to be strong. Good. And, uh, you know, I... I you know, and, and also I was, I was, an, I was an alcoholic in the marriage. Uh-huh. And so I take responsibility for, you know, for that. And so there was things Good. that I did. Good. Um, and then the other, the other, this is a, a quick question. Right within the week, few weeks I found out, I went to a pastor and he said, read James Dobson's love must be tough and write the letter and give it to her. And I did. 
and that made her that didn't make her she was already ready to leave but she used that letter to pull the trigger she already had an apartment picked out but i i regretted that uh, but I think you have – I've read stuff you've said that that might not have been a bad idea. But I would like to know what you think about that. You know, I, I think that it's done. <laughs> what you did is what you did. Trying to look back at it and go, should I have, should I not have, I don't know how that benefits you in any shape, fashion, or form. The, the, so I don't have an opinion about that. She uses it, but it probably – it does not necessarily mean that was the reason, as you understand. When people are looking for a reason to go, looking for a chance to go, then they can latch onto anything, and then that becomes the reason when in actuality it's not the reason. I don't know her, so I can't speak to that about her. But I, I appreciate the fact that you want to continue to be involved in her children's life and the grandchildren's life. I mean, I think that's admirable, my friend. But when it comes back to your question of should I continue to stand for the marriage, well, you have to make a decision. Is it, is it affecting you negatively? If so, it may be time when you stop. Can you hang on in there for a while? Then if so, maybe you continue to. But the one thing that sounds clear is that right now she kind of has what she wants. She can be friends with you and continue to do the other things. Now, if you can tolerate that for a while, we suggest that people do. But if it's becoming negative for you in the pies, then it's time to do something differently, my friend. But, but it's always no, I, I want your decision. To continue. Yeah, I want to continue, and, and I want to try to win her back right. while while doing this delicate balancing act of, of right. doing my pies for me. Right. It, it, it's an enigma, but, but no, I would like to work with Jared to try to win her Good. heart back. Wonderful. Uh, I, just, I guess that's my main question. What's the chances of that when she is so desperately wanting me to be her friend and, and so forth? Well, I wish I could answer that for you, my friend. When you say, what are the chances? You, you know, I, I don't know her. I don't know the situation altogether. And because I don't yeah. know her, I couldn't even venture a guess, even if I knew her. And Kimberly, people ask us these kind of questions all the time. Mm -hmm. And we wish we could give you definitive answers to that. We really do. But, but I don't know how to answer that question for you. It's going to have to be well, you deciding yourself. Okay? Right. Well, uh, to belabor the point, back in May, when she came back to me, she came and took, picked me up and took me out on a date that, quote, unquote, we spent seven hours together. Right. I said, why are you doing this? And she said, she said because I, I don't know what I want. Right. And I think that, that speak of the, that's speaking to the valley, right? Probably, yes. Mm -hmm. But you're doing all the right things, Adam. I mean, working with the coach that you have, you know, really being intentional about how you're implementing these things, making sure that you're doing it in a way that's wise, you're on the right path. And so a lot of times when people get to this point, Joe, they start asking these questions. They're trying to read right. more of the minds right. because they're thinking, if I can just know, then maybe I can do something to make it happen quicker. And if there's anything I have learned just in this season of my life, it's sometimes you just have to go the course and just wait for things to work out. And the timing is going to be the right timing if you're doing the things that you need to do. So that's what I would encourage you to well, do. Well, let me ask Adam. this. Since, well, since, Adam, since, since, since we're already divorced, uh -huh. mm -hmm. well, we, we, we divorced in May, and since we're already divorced, I guess that greatly hinders the chances, right? No. Not necessarily. Not necessarily. Okay, that's really, I wish I'd asked that at the beginning. I didn't think clearly. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, you have a bunch of other callers here, my friend. Hey, I, I'm admiring the strength that I'm mm -hmm. hearing in you. Absolutely. And so um, if you want to hang in there for a while longer, you know, those things can happen, and Jared will be a good person to bounce things off of. Mm -hmm. He won't tell you what to do because he's told not to do that, but he'll help you think things through and ask you some good questions, my friend. He will. Yeah. Okay, thank you so much. Thanks, thank you. Adam. Okay. Bye-bye.
you know, that last part that he said of, well, what if we're just divorced? I think a lot of times we can look at our status of married, separated, divorced, and let that define what we believe the hope is. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it's what it, it's just a status. It has nothing to do, I'd say that loosely, but it has nothing to do with the the hope that your relationship has. It really has to do with what, what the other person is thinking and where he or mm-hmm. he is headed. Mm-hmm. And and uh, as Kimberly said, that's not always affected by whether you're married, separated, or yeah. divorced. And uh, as we've told many people, Alice and I were divorced for three years before we put it back together. Now, hopefully that won't happen for you. Hopefully you don't have to go through all of that. And that won't, that's why we try to help you save it while you're still married. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't make us panic when we hear that you're divorced because it's like, okay, that's a factor but it's not the be all end all factor. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Joe, our next caller is Matthew from Missouri. Matthew, can you hear us? Yes, ma'am, I certainly can. Hey, how are you doing today? Oh, you know, uh, ups and downs uh, mm-hmm. with what I learned this weekend. Um, I don't even know if you remember, I called in last week too and, and oh, okay. helped me out. Awesome. Um, I just learned this weekend that my wife spent the weekend with my so-called friend Hmm. and uh, my son was there with him Wow! in his house. And uh, yeah. And the week um, that I had my son and daughter for new years, she was in Florida with them. And I'm so sorry to hear this. I really am. I know this is breaking your heart, and I'm so, so sorry to hear that. I really am. I, I don't know how to address this um, with my son, or, well, not directly with him, but to her, that it's not acceptable to be doing that and, and spending the night at somebody's house with my son. Right. Are you into, I can't remember, um, she has, are you into legalities yet? Are you guys dealing with attorneys yet? Yeah, I um, when she left, I filed for custody of my son, mm-hmm. and uh, she left me and our fourteen-year-old daughter here. Right, I remember and, that now. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, have you talked and, to your um, attorney about the fact that she did this this past weekend? No, I I've got a call into him. He hasn't called me back yet, but um, yeah. Well, often judges you know, can I, intervene here. I mean, I'm not saying that, that your judge will because. I can't predict what a judge is ever going to do, but but judges can actually make rulings like, okay, you cannot take the, the, the child around the other guy. You can't spend the night with the other guy with your child with you. And uh, I, I can't tell you that's what your judge is going to say because I don't know your judge, but I know that there are legal remedies to this. Now, tell me again how old the boy is. He's nine. He's nine. Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah, thinking sure. that... The, The answer to this is, I don't know if I would actually discuss it with the boy unless he wants to talk about it. If if he wants to say, Dad, I don't understand this, then do a whole lot of listening, a whole lot of trying to understand where where he's at mentally, what he feels emotionally, those kinds of things. But trying to address it with him, if he doesn't bring it up, I'm not sure is the smartest thing to do because it's affecting him in some fashion in all likelihood. And what I'm sure you don't want to do is affect him any more negatively than he's affected already. And so it could even be something like, son, if you want, right. to, if you want to talk about it, I'm here, be glad to do that. Um, and if he says, no, dad, I don't want to, I, if it were I, I would not push that. If he says, yeah, dad, I really want to talk about it, 
Do your best not to throw your wife under the bus. Now, the reason I say that is because of the fact that she's still going to be his mom. And so you can say things like, son, I know that hurts and it hurts me too. But if you go further than that, saying things like, yeah, she was just totally wrong. How dare she think like that? Then he's going to hear that his mom is not any good. And that's not a good thing for him. Right? No, I don't want to do that to to any of my kids. Good. Um, She's still, you know, I told her I wanted him in counseling, and I was going to get him in counseling on the weekends when he's with me, mm-hmm. and she denied it. And it only takes one parent to deny it. And, you know, this poor kid's had breakdowns, you know. Yeah, that's, again, what a judge can intervene. A judge can make all kinds of decisions here. And so if you have your, 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 your attorney, and I'm not sure what the law is where you live, but your attorney in all likelihood can ask the judge, can we have the child evaluated to see if he's having some emotional problems from all this? And, and then they'll assign some uh, uh, objective third party to make that evaluation. And if so, then the judge will order that the kid goes to counseling. And again, these are things right now that, that we really can't help you with, but your attorney can. Right. Well, I was just trying to figure out how I can address it to her because she doesn't know that I know. Or yeah. she's not 100% certain that I know. But... There are people up there who were mutual friends or were her friends, and then we all became mutual friends over the last 19 years who know what she's doing, who thinks it's wrong, and who calls and tells me, hey, these two are over there doing this or that, and then I'll get screenshots from social media sent to me, and it's... yeah. Well, if you so, confront her, I'm not. I'm not snooping. Right. Well, if you I'm confront sorry. her, she's probably going to turn against those people. Now, if that doesn't matter, then okay, then go ahead and confront her. Just remember that when people are caught doing things they shouldn't be doing, sometimes they'll actually fess up and like, "You're right. I shouldn't have done it. I'm wrong." But the majority of the time, what people do is they become extremely defensive and attack everybody else, and so. If you decide to confront her using that information, you know, Charlie sent me this text or, or, or Mary said she saw you at such and such, then understand that the great likelihood is that she won't have anything else to do with Charlie or Mary. And if that's okay with you, and if you don't mind that, then that's fine. But if that becomes a problem, if you think maybe it shouldn't be that way, then uh, confronting her like that may not work. I still would, if it were I, I would tell my attorney, not only do I think this happened, but I've gotten these screenshots. I've gotten this information from my, my friends up there who know her. Because if your attorney is going to approach the judge, he'll have to have some kind of proof uh, for, the, uh, for the judge right. to believe it to be correct. Right, right. Um, no, I don't want to do that to these people. I, I you know, I'm, right. My so-called friend said he wanted to stay out of the middle, but boy, that's sure right where he was this weekend. And uh, Yeah. Well, um, I'm so just, sorry. You know, and I'm at the point I'm at the point, Joe, I don't even know if I want her back. I can understand that. For it, what she's done to my my daughter. I understand You know, my that. daughter, the more counseling that we go through and, and I find out things, she was a bit abusive. That's terrible. And I, 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 I don't know what to do. I strongly um, urge you to take legal steps. Mm-hmm. Get your attorney involved yes. for the sake of your daughter and yes, the sake sir. of your son. And, and that's the next step, no matter what she does, because taking care of those children is a and you know this because you love them dearly, mm-hmm. but your responsibility to, to your children supersedes trying to put the marriage back together. And at least that's my opinion. Oh, absolutely. All right, my friend. Absolutely. Well, nope. 
Okay. I agree with that 100%. All right. Well, track um, down track down your you attorney. Know, I'm going to protect my kids. Absolutely, buddy. You track down your attorney. Get him or her yeah. to, to talk to you right away, my friend, and protect those kids. Thank you for caring. Thank yes. you for loving we, your I kids. Have an yeah, I have an attorney, and the kids have one, so. Okay. Thank right. you, Matthew. Well, thank you very much. I okay. appreciate your thank time. Thank you. Take care. Mm. Hard situations. <sighs> it's definitely a situation. And mm -hmm. while we don't urge people to rush off to attorneys to try to end their marriages, mm -hmm. because anything you rush to, uh, sometimes you wind up regretting a lot later. Absolutely. But we do suggest, okay, when your spouse is doing certain things, the best person to protect you would be an attorney who's on your side. Yeah. And... Uh, we're not trying to help you in your marriage, although if you need to, you need to. I mean, we're not yeah. saying you stay no matter what. Yeah, absolutely. But we'd certainly recommend that for the sake of your children and yourself, use attorneys that'll protect you. And if your spouse gets angry, which just say- Which they probably will. Which they probably will, just say, look, I'd like to save the marriage, and if you're willing to work on that, I am too. Mm -hmm. But as long as you're doing this, whatever this is, I know my attorney looks out for my rights. I'm gonna follow whatever, or my. My, not just my rights. What's the better word there, Kimberly? My attorney's looking out for me. Best interest. My best interest. Mm -hmm. There you go. That's better. And so I'm going to follow his or her advice. Mm -hmm. So if they get mad, make the attorney the villain. That's yeah. what they get paid for. Yeah. Good okay. cop, bad cop. <laughs> Again, if you're okay. listening and you want to call in and you have a question, the number is 657-383-0812. 657-383-0812. And be sure to press the number one after you call in. That will put you in the queue to be able to get in the line to talk to us. So be sure to press that number one if you want to speak to us. The next caller we have is Jenny from Louisiana. Jenny, can you hear us? Yes. Can you hear me? Yes, yes. we can. How can we help you today, Jenny? Uh, the question I have is at what point, if you don't have solid proof, but you have enough proof that you pretty much know that your spouse is having an affair, at what point do you approach them about that? Is the spouse still at home? Yes, okay. but in a separate room. In a separate room. And, and, and what makes you so sure that he's having an affair? Because uh, he was, he went out of town this past weekend, was supposed to go um, to a convention, um, a church convention, and he never showed up at the convention, but he did go to the hotel hmm. and uh, noticed on a credit card purchase at, uh, there was a credit card purchase this past week at an adult store. Mm -hmm. Okay, so, you and know. The, the and I asked him about the charge because I wanted to make sure it wasn't bogus, but his excuse was he was making a purchase for a friend at work. Yeah, right. So what makes you think he's having an affair? Now realize what you're saying is the not good. To, but how, what makes you right, think there the was... That, that he went, great, I'm sorry. Be, because he ditched out on the conference, and then he had already had the hotel room reserved whenever he went to that store. Mm -hmm. so, and he's never, he doesn't go to that store. All right. So what I'm saying is when you, when you think there might be other possibilities, for example, what if he was hanging out at strip clubs and coming back to that room? What if he got some kind of a thing, uh, some kind of porn, for example, and brought it back to his room and put it in his computer so he could, you know, be uh, enticed or titillated by that. What I'm hearing you say is he's up, 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 apparently he's doing something and so I'm asking you, what makes you think it's necessarily an affair? 
because um, as far as in the home, there's only one DVD player as far as for movies. Um, and where he, the hotel he went to, I don't know. I don't know that hotels have DVD players or anything. So that was my assumption. Mm -hmm. um, Does he have a laptop? But I noticed whenever, no, sir. Okay. And sometimes in the house, he'll be on his phone. And then when I'm walking by, he'll close out whatever he's in. So he apparently is up to something, without a doubt. Yes, he's up to something. He okay. is. And we are separated, but, you know, we're in the same house. Right. But you're assuming that it's an affair other than porn. Or strip clubs or whatever else. Correct, because we've had this issue before. With it's an been affair? Years, but we have. Uh, an yes. affair before? And did he yes. do the same kinds of things then? No, sir, he didn't do the same thing, but he did actually leave the home at that point. Okay. So I don't, I mean, he was living with somebody, a friend of his, um, which I knew who the friend was, but he he did his own thing. So I, I, can't really say everything is, you know, falling in line, but we did have right. an affair issue before. Okay. Then here's my suggestion. I would, if it were I, if I were doing this, and of course you've got to make your own decision, I can't tell you what to do, but I would sit down with him and say, look, uh, based on the fact that there's money missing, based on the fact that I know that you did not go to the convention, that you had the hotel room, you went there, but you did not go to the convention, I know that something's going on. Now, we can do this where that you just tell me what it is and we can deal with it like adults. But if you, if you deny that anything's going on, but you don't have good explanations, like you tell me that you bought something in an adult store for somebody you work with when you'd gone to a church convention, uh, you can just say, you know, I don't believe that. I don't buy that. And therefore you can be honest and tell me what's going on so we can deal with it like adults in some fashion. Or if you continue to do things that are questionable, I won't want to do it, but I'll be forced to have to do some examination to find out what you're up to. I don't want to do that. I, I want us to deal with this like adults. You see, we always advise against snooping, but if you're, going to, if you're going to have to do it to know what's going on, I think that it makes more sense to tell them up front that you're going to have to do it so that at least they, they're not blindsided. It's just like, I'm telling you, I don't want to do it. I'd rather we deal with this. Please understand though that I'm going to have to have some understanding or knowledge of this. And it could be an affair. It could be what we call a short-lived affair. Now, I'm not trying to put ideas in your head. I'm just saying this may not be a particular one person that he is enamored of, that he's got some kind of emotional connection going on. The kind of thing you're describing could equally be true if a guy's picking up women or going to see a prostitute or whatever else. Now, I'm not saying he's doing that. Don't misunderstand. I'm just saying at this point, based on what you know, there's a whole lot of possibilities out there. And it's going to be hard for you to confront him about, I know you're having an affair if you don't know that he's having an affair. Mm -hmm. Now, you know he's doing something. Mm -hmm. And so confronting him about that makes sense. And I'm working on my pies, and I've even uh, asked a few people um, on the secret Facebook page, you know, what are your suggestions? Do I address this? And they keep saying, no, just let it be. But I, pardon me, cannot let it be because it is just tearing me up inside, yeah. not knowing. Right. And I'm sure they mean well. But understand that the people in the group are uh, good people trying to save their marriages. But they're all speaking from their own experience or the experiences they've seen in others, which is not always the best advice. And so sometimes I'll read in there. I don't go in that group often, but sometimes I will, and I'll see advice and, and kind of shudder like, I'm not sure you guys are thinking this thing through. And it's not to put them down. It's certainly not. They, they're trying their best. But in a situation like this, where it's causing you either physical, intellectual, emotional, or spiritual harm, 
where it's doing damage to you, which is what you just said, then it's time to do something. Mm-hmm. And, and does that mean that it'll save your marriage? Hopefully. But you do understand that confrontation can also push things further the other way. But when you get to the place where it's affecting you negatively, either in any of the pies, it's affecting you negatively, then you have to do something anyway. Even if it makes it push further away, you have to do something because if you keep living like you're living, it's going to rip you apart. Am I correct? It is. Yes, it is. And so therefore, it makes sense to do something. It really does. And I'm so sorry for this situation. And I wish I could tell you exactly what he's doing, but of course... We're only guessing as well, but it surely does sound to me like, it surely does sound to me like he's doing something. Now, Mm -hmm. I can't guarantee that, but the the signs seem to be pretty clear, and I'm so sorry. Mm -hmm. I'm so very sorry. Jenny, did you say you were in the truth when I approach it? Did you say that you were in the Save My Marriage course? I am. Okay, great. So being in that course- I'm on my third week. Awesome, so you're still relatively new towards the beginning. I mean, continue watching that material, going through that material as well. It's it's going to help. Um, and especially you'll find a lot of people in the group when they talk about it, they say that they've maybe even gone through it multiple times. But, you know, Joe's given great advice for what to do for right now. But don't let that take place of continuing to go through that coursework, going through right. that material. It's going to be a huge benefit and help to you. Okay. Our heart is with you. I'm so sorry for the pain you're going through. I truly am. Thank you. Okay. Thanks, Jenny. As a matter of fact, speaking of that online course, Mm -hmm. um, Jesse, our our videographer, and got all of our our things having to do with videos and YouTubes and this and everything else. I mean, Mm -hmm. we keep that going in pretty busy. Pretty busy. (laughs) Pretty busy. (laughs) Uh, Has already hounded me today saying, we're you say we're going to start adding videos so that that uh, save my marriage course. Where is the first one? <laughs> and so before this week is done, I'll have two Jesse that one, and then he has to do some editing, of course. And so it'll be starting pretty soon. We'll start adding. We hope to add one video a week for about twenty weeks. Yeah. So if you're in that course, look forward to more material. Yeah, absolutely. And it's a bonus added. It's not like, well, why didn't I wait till we got them all? Mm-hmm. No, you have them all. These are things we're giving you in addition to that. Mm-hmm. And on tomorrow night, Tuesday night, beginning at eight 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 p.m. Central Time is when we do that hour long um, coaching mm-hmm. call. So that'll be the week two support call that they get to have with Dr. Beam. And if you're listening and you're thinking, I missed it, the course is closed now. Um, it is closed now, but if you still want to get on the wait list for the next time that the court course opens, then you can do that. You can call us, uh, tell us that you're interested in that. We'd be happy to help you with that however we can. It's, it's really a great experience for the people that are going through it. And we believe in it. We've seen the change that comes in people's lives and in people's marriages mm-hmm. when they're going through this and when they have that community surrounding them, rallying them, encouraging them through these hard times because you know if you're listening to this you're calling in because you have some kind of desperation Mm -hmm. you need some kind of encouragement some kind of guidance and there's other people who are in that same boat as you who can encourage you through this time as well right joe our next caller that we have is jessica from las vegas who has a question about interventions jessica can you hear us (laughs) yes i can hear you it's um Thank you for taking my call. Um, In the past, when you guys have done these um, Facebook Lives, I've typed in my questions. But today, I actually 
um, had the opportunity to call. Great. Glad to have you. Just briefly, um, my husband started an affair in March of 2016. Mm -hmm. Um, In July of 2016, he told me, I love you, but I'm not in love with you. I want a divorce. Mm -hmm. The affair was an old girlfriend from high school. We were high school sweethearts, Mm -hmm. and we had broken up for like three months when I had to move away for a short time, and he dated her, um, Mm -hmm. and then he broke up with her and came back to me. Mm -hmm. Um, He was supposed to move in February of 2017, 1,800 miles away to where we grew up to live with her, and things started to implode. She got a little nervous, whatever, Mm -hmm. Um, and I managed to convince him to stay, even though he was sleeping on the couch at the time. Mm -hmm. Um, About March of 2017, when they kind of had a falling out, he started drinking again. Mm -hmm. And he had been sober for several years um, because I had threatened to leave over his drinking way Mm -hmm. back when. Right. his drinking has gotten really bad, but it has worked in my favor um, because when he gets, he only drinks at home, he only drinks alone, and he drinks until he's almost falling down. Mm. But when he drinks, he gets angry with her and texts her. <laughs> that's good. So I mean, I hate that he's drinking because that's um, bad, but I'm glad he's texting her. So how may we help you I today? Know, it's, well, my question is, I'm at the, he's finally, you know, for over a year now, he's been sleeping in our bed, but he's right. still, he goes through these phases where he reaches out to her, they start talking, right, and then he does something nasty, and it, mm-hmm. you know, it, impending doom for him, and he goes into this deep depression, right, and when he's so drunk, sometimes he, um, he gets confused about who I am. Uh, and he'll lash out at me for things that must be going on between the two of them. I see. Um, he's not become physically abusive or anything, and mm-hmm. I, I'm not fearful. Right. But I really feel like I need to say something to him about his drinking. I've just been sort of tolerating it, and my daughter and I go on with our business. But I'm afraid that, you know, because if I'm the one who confronts him about his drinking, then, of course, I'll be the bad guy. Right. So you want to do an intervention um, on his drinking? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I'm I'm wondering if I should continue to tolerate it until they are completely done or if I should attempt to do this intervention. The problem is, is all the people that could do it with me live 1,800 miles away. Okay. All right, when you think about an intervention, and, and if you're talking about an intervention for his drinking, I understand that you want the marriage to work, and I understand that, that you like the fact that he's sending her negative stuff when he's drinking, but the drinking in and of itself can lead to disaster. What I mean by that is it, it can deteriorate his health rapidly, so that just the drinking in and of itself, by itself, is a dangerous kind of thing, especially he's drinking to the point where he's almost falling down. Uh, all right. So if it were I, now you have to make your own decision, of course, but if it were I, I would not 
let the drinking continue, hoping it would destroy the other relationship because the drinking in and of itself is so dangerous. So many bad things to come. Now, when it comes to an intervention, typically, if you look at the model that's developed by Alcoholics Anonymous and the one that they use, uh, often they use, that particular model is extremely effective when it deals with alcohol. But the thing is, it typically cannot be done by the spouse. So I heard you say, okay, if I'm the one doing the intervention, then he's going to get angry with me. I get that. Typically, the intervention is much better done by other people. Now, what I just heard you say was, well, all the people are 1,800 miles away. And that makes it much more difficult. Because intervention only works if the people doing the intervention, first of all, are people that he cares about or, and have some way to bring about a negative consequence if he continues drinking. For example, you say a daughter. Now, if, if your daughter, and typically intervention is very difficult to do with just one person. You want more than one person involved, but typically not the spouse. And when the event intervention occurs, if, if you have not yet already looked at it, go to marriagehelper.com. That's marriagehelper.com slash intervention. I'm pretty sure I'm giving the right address there. Slash intervention. And there you'll find two 45-minute audios that you can listen to that explain intervention from the beginning to the end. There's also an ebook there, a PDF that you can download. It's like 35 or 40 pages long that tells you exactly why interventions work, how they are to be done, how that they have to be practiced in advance by the people that are going to do it. Because one of the biggest things that makes an intervention fail is that people don't practice it in advance. They go, oh, we know what to do, we can handle it. And they go in and they do what they think is an intervention and the other person rejects it and then they're out of, nothing else is gonna work after that because they just blew it from the word go. And so therefore, people who do the intervention really need to listen to those audios and definitely need to read that PF from beginning to the end and understand everything in it. Then they practice the intervention so that they know exactly what they're going to say and how they're going to rebuttal whatever he says, those kinds of things. And all that's documented in that PDF. And if people do that and do it well, which they won't do if they do it off the cuff, like, oh, we don't need to read that, we can do it. No, you cannot. You're being arrogant actually to think that you can because this has been worked out over a series of many years by the people at AA and they really know what they're doing. What makes you think you'll be better at it than they are? So read through this, think through it, examine it thoroughly, and then do that. And if you don't have anybody there that, that can bring about negative consequences if he doesn't do what they're asking him to do, then it's not going to work. If you have people there that he doesn't care about, has no respect for, it's not going to work. And if you think that you by yourself can make it work, the whole likelihood is that you cannot. It's going to fail. Now realize, I may be painting a picture that you're going, well, it's hopeless then because all those people are 1,800 miles away. I'm just telling you what normally works. Now, if you want to listen to those audios, if you want to look at that PDF and then try to do it by yourself, I'm not going to tell you not to. I'm just telling you that the odds of it working are diminished dramatically if you try to do it. And if you can find those other people, but they have to be people that can bring about negative consequences. So if they live 1,800 miles away, they probably can't really bring about a negative consequence. So I'm not trying to discourage you. I'm just saying that there's certain ways that make this thing work and certain ways that are probably not going to work. And so I, I, I know that I'm probably discouraging you. But the thing is, we always tell the truth. I'm not going to lie to you and make you think things that aren't true. But 
if it were I, I would find some way to do the intervention. And so sometimes you bring about employers. Sometimes you bring about um, close friends. If they're church people, sometimes you bring about people at church that they, care, that they care about. You said you have a daughter. Sometimes you would involve, particularly if your daughter's old enough to understand how to do it, you would involve her. And so there are different ways to look at it. But I suggest the first thing you do is go to that on marriagehelper.com, find that intervention stuff, listen to those audios, read that PDF, and then decide where to go from there. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. Thank you so much, Jessica. I, I, I haven't confronted it, and I, I just, I don't want to, you know, take 20 steps backwards mm-hmm. after right. making so much progress, you yeah. know? I understand. I do understand. Thank you very much for okay. taking my call. You're Thank welcome. you, Jessica. I think sometimes, Kimberly, that mm-hmm. people don't like my answers. <laughs> that, but well, but there's, no, there's no <laughs> magic dust. There's no magic yeah. phrase. or These things take work. And even like, I, I hate discouraging people when it comes to the intervention, but if the people that are going to do the intervention won't read the document and understand it, it's almost inevitably going to fail. And yet mm-hmm. we hear it all the time. Well, yeah, I talked to these people and they said, we don't need to do all that. We'll just go see him. And it just breaks my heart that people won't make the effort to learn how to do what they're going to try to do. And, and anyway, I'm sorry if I'm, I don't mean to offend people. I really don't. I didn't hear anything offensive. But it's the thing of reality is reality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I hear you. All right. Well, let's take our next caller. We have Mindy from Pennsylvania. Mindy, how are you doing today? Can you hear us? I'm okay. Thank you for taking my call. Can you hear me? Yeah, you're a little muffled. Does she sound muffled to you? Sounds muffled to me. Okay. I think maybe she's changing something out. How about now? You're Much better. better. Yes. Much better. Thank you. How can we help you today? I'm at work, so she's got the TV up loud, so. Okay. How can we help you today? Do we lose her? I don't know. Mindy, are you still there? Okay, we might have lost her. We'll take someone else in the meantime. Okay, we'll, we'll try to come we'll back come to back you, Mindy. We'll come back to Mindy. We'll, okay. see. All right. we'll see what's happening. All right, okay. so yes, um, I think her call dropped, so hopefully she'll call back. All right, so the next caller is Nick from Canada who has a question. Nick, can you hear us okay? Yes, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah, we can. How can we help you today, Nick? Um, well, I've been going through some trouble with uh, my marriage, and um, my wife is in what I believe a limerence situation. Mm. Um, we've been fighting quite a bit. Mm. Uh, we are currently sleeping in separate rooms. Um, I started working on my pies as I discovered your YouTube channel probably about a month and a half ago mm-hmm. and it's it's really it's really helped me like the, awesome. the videos are, are good. incredible good um in the last couple of weeks there has been a little bit of progress made we don't fight as much uh mm-hmm. we do have two two girls together two little girls um my question i've talked to her about what's been going on i, I believe she's in an emotional affair yeah that's my belief well it's she, she is absolutely in a emotional affair um but she denies it and um i I don't know how to get her to convince herself that she is 
how do I get her to realize what she's doing? And she knows what she's doing is wrong, but she won't, and she won't cut ties with this person who, who's actually used to be a, a former friend of mine. Yeah. It's, it's quite often that that happens that it's a, a person that's a friend of the spouse. For example, women often get involved with a friend of the husband and men often get involved with a friend of the wife. It's not unusual at all. Now, what you're dealing with, if indeed she's in a limerent relationship, if she has, if she's in that emotional affair, then logic is the last thing that's going to work. Because whenever you're trying to combat emotions with logic, the emotions are going to win every time. I mean, even, even to the point that people will say and do illogical things because the emotions are so powerful. Therefore, trying to convince right. her of this is probably not going to work. You say, well, then what in the world do we do? Understand that, uh, how long do you think she's been involved with this guy? Well, probably like seriously involved where it's been a problem about two years. Um, as far as I know, it hasn't turned sexual. Um, mm -hmm. she is very honest with me, good. um, w which is good. And mm -hmm. I try and be that safe space for her. Uh -huh. Um, there was a, a incident that happened about a year and a half ago at our house where I caught them kissing at a party of ours, which was, which was tough. Um, yeah. but we kind of bounced back a little bit and then kind of regressed. Right in the last six months we've been having as this person kind of came back into our lives. Mm. I tried to, you know, fix that relationship between him and I, as you know, I thought it was a friendship worth fixing, but yeah. it, it kind of backfired on me. Yeah. So here's my question. She still lives at home. Yes. She's still sleeping in the same bed with you. No, we sleep in separate rooms. Okay. Is there any physical intimacy at all? Uh, there's not. She she won't even, um, well, she won't kiss me on the lips. She tells me she loves me every day. Um, we hug every day, and she mm -hmm. kisses me on the neck. I kiss her on the neck, but mm -hmm. that's as, as far as it goes. Sometimes we cuddle in bed, but I then return to my room. Okay. And is she talking about moving out, divorcing you, anything like that? We've, we've had that conversation. She's asked me to, um, you know, find, she, she originally asked me to go live with my mom. Um, she said it would be easier for the kids and easier for me to, to move out rather than her. Um, but that's not really convenient for me or yeah. like, and, and it's not something I want to do. And how long ago was that conversation? Um, probably the last time we talked about it, about a month ago. Okay. But she's not pushing it. She's not pushing for you to leave. No, no. Okay. First of all, uh, I think it's a wise idea that you did not leave. I mean, because when people separate, then things become easier, which is not a good thing. <laughs> because you see, when you're separated, there's some degree of relief just because of the fact you're not having to face each other every day. And then when it comes down to, okay, we got to do some work to put this thing back together. It's like, well, I'm kind of at peace right now because we're separated. So we recommend that people separate only in the case where somebody's in danger. And then, yeah, without a doubt, separate so you can be safe. So I think you were wise not to leave. And the fact that she's still telling okay. you every day that she loves you. <sighs> 
Do you in any way uh, believe or know that she is escalating with the other guy at this point? I don't know. I've, that's always been like, uh, you know, a, a hot point when when we talk about it and because I have a hard time controlling my emotion towards it, but I'm trying to be that, you know, safe space and be understanding right. of what she's going through right? and trying to listen to her and not, you know, right. make her feel like she can't tell gotcha. me these things. Well, in the long run, time like, is on your side. Here's what I mean by that. You say you think it's been going on for at least two years. If that's the case, if they've had this emotional connection for two years, understand that, that a limerent relationship, if that's what this is, a limerent relationship will last somewhere between three months and 48 months. And most of them, most of them end well before the end of the third year, many around the end of the second year. So the very fact that she hasn't left, that you're still living in the same house, even if you're in different beds, the fact that you're in the same house, the more that time passes, it's actually to your advantage, okay? And, and if, you can, if you can maintain living together, even if she's down the hall, if you can maintain living together and it's not uh, acrimonious, you guys are not yelling and screaming at each other, she still says, I love you. Now, you may still have the occasional rift, but the fact that she says, I love you, that you actually can even kiss each other on the necks are all good signs. And so, if you can maintain, just maintain what you're doing now, it sounds like you're doing the right kinds of things, and hopefully, time is on your side, and this thing will eventually work out if, if you can handle it for a while longer. And when I say a while longer, you must understand, I don't know how long that is. I don't know if that's gonna be three months or, or, or two years, I don't know. But if you can continue to do that, because obviously you love her, then that's to your yeah. advantage. And it's also to the advantage of your daughters that you're still in that house. Uh, trust me, right. all kinds of research on that. Have you, uh, are you aware of this three-day intensive that we do here in, in uh, Tennessee? I am, and if if she were to agree to go, I, I would definitely. Yeah, we have take, we have couples we have couples from Canada all the time. Um, I mean, all the time. Yeah. So if uh, you may at some point, I wouldn't push it, but at some point, just recommend, hey, you know, we probably need to come to some kind of resolution of how we're going to do this. And so I ask you for my okay. sake, would you be willing to go to that workshop with me? But I certainly wouldn't push that. Because right now, you're kind no. of in a valley where that uh, at least it appears that you're making progress in the sense that you still talk to each other and she still understands at least some degree of love for you. And so if you could just be patient for a while, this may well work out to your advantage. Now, you've been listening to our videos, so you understand the pies and things like that. By any chance, are you in our online course? No, not, not yet. Okay, you might want to consider that because it actually takes you through kind of a step-by-step-by-step, -step -step, what do you do? And, and uh, while we give some information on the YouTubes and et cetera, and we're happy those are there for you for free, the online course, we do have to charge a fee for that, but the online course actually gets into more detail, more specifics and et cetera. And, and if that's a possibility for you, I would strongly suggest that you consider that possibility just to help you become the best you you can be. But so far, young man, it sounds to me like you're doing all the right things. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it's tough, but like I have been, you know, doing the pies and, you know, it, it's, it's starting to, you know, I, I think make a difference. And that's why we've Good. seen a little bit of 
process. Good. Her progress, but um, now, like, she she's been friends with this guy for for quite some time, probably like seven years. But mm-hmm. like I said, it was like two years ago that things right. started kind of escalating. Right. Um, she did tell me yesterday that she went to dinner with him with other friends with other people. And, um, my question to her was like, Oh, you're still hanging around with him. And she said, yeah, sometimes. Okay. But he, he, he probably sees her every day cause she works at a gym and, uh, he goes to that gym. Yeah. I no longer go to that gym. I go to a different gym because of yeah. that person. All right. Well, my suggestion is for the time being, young man, keep doing what you're doing. And if it's a, a viable alternative for you, I would suggest the online course. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. Keep doing it, man. Thank you for calling. Thank in. you very much. Thank you. Are we having some kind of a Thank microphone you. problem here? No. Okay. Everything is awesome. All okay. right. So our next caller is going to be Jasmine from California. Jasmine, can you hear us? Okay. Yes. Can you hear me? Yes. Hey, I believe you've called before. I think I remember your name and location. Yes, yes, I've called before. It's been a while. Yeah, um, you had so joined the Save My Marriage my course call. a couple months ago. Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. So I finished it, and awesome. all um, actually things things were going really great. I was feeling very, very confident, and I think last time I spoke to you, I told you how I noticed like a a little change and and my husband he reached out and he was being very open and started asking about my job how's everything and I was mm-hmm. like wow so since then he actually continued to do that and reached out and um, asked me out I don't know if you remember he mm-hmm. lives in Los Angeles he came to San Diego to see me and it was great. So I try at that point to, uh, well, he wanted to get very close to me. And I said, like, had, wanting to have intimacy. And I said, you know, what's what you really want? Because, no, I don't think we should do that. Because um, he's like, why not? I said, because I, you disappear. And then that hurts me. And I don't want to do that anymore. And he said, no, this is different. That was before blah, 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 and I said, um, he said how he was scared that because things didn't work out before, and I said, well, you know, all I really want is for us to really start to hang out more, and that's it, Mm -hmm. and he said, okay, and so a week, I asked him to my holiday party at that time from work, and he was very open to that. He said, I'm going to try to make it work. If I don't, I'll let you know. He did let me know. He said, I couldn't have anybody cover the project, so I can't. But let's hang out after. I said, fine. He texted me and he said, hey, would you, what are you doing next weekend? This was the weekend right before Christmas. And he said, would you like to come up to L.A. the day before? Because I was going to see some friends. And he said, we can go out to dinner, hang out. And I went. And it was great. We ha- I, he was extremely over- overly excited to see me. Mm-hmm. And he, it was great. I was like over the moon. And all of a sudden, um, we, we, we had intimacy and it was great. But then at the, towards the end of the night, I started feeling 
something that something was off and I couldn't pinpoint what it was. Um, and I don't know if now looking back, I was maybe getting too comfortable and I started to like, Oh, we can do this. We can go here. We can go there. And maybe I kind of crossed the line for him. And I don't know. So the next day he did still say, okay, yeah, I'll let you know in the next few weeks, in the few, next few days, because mm-hmm. I was going to take a week off. If we can do something, um, if not, after I come back from my trip, he was going to go on a two-week trip to San Francisco and uh, a work trip. And he said, but I'll let you know. I said, mm-hmm. okay, that's fine. Um, so during that week that he was going to maybe do, we were going to maybe reach out to maybe do something, I never heard from him. And then mm-hmm. And then the two weeks from his work trip went by, so now it's been three weeks. Right. So, so, uh, so, how many we help you today? What can we do for you? Yes, I, I'm so sorry. Um, so, at this point, where I'm at is that why did he back off like that? And there's been it's, it's been seven months since now we've been separated. And quite frankly, when I talk to people that are my closest friends, they they're trying to tell me you need to start dating somebody else and I just, okay, something else that happened is that I just got laid off um, yes. last week. Sorry to hear And that. now, yeah, so now I'm like, okay, I might actually go back to LA because that's where my industry is. Mm-hmm. I've been struggling here in San Diego, and now I, because we were in our insurance, I need to reach out to him to say, hey, our insurance just, like, cancel. Uh-huh. So can we jump in here? But I need to reach out to him, and I don't know. What's the best way to do it? Because I don't want him. Okay, now so I have to, so like, he look is. For a job maybe in LA. He has been on your insurance, right? Yeah. He, okay. So the way you contact him is that you you contact him. I mean, you mm-hmm. call him, whatever it is, and you say, okay, there's something I need to tell you. I got laid off, which means that our insurance is ending, mm-hmm. and I, I wanted you to know that. And so that's why you contact him. Yeah. And under smart contact. You always contact the other person when there's some reason to well, do there's so. there's a reason to do it. I think you're overthinking it, Jasmine. I really think that you are reading too much into some of the things that you've been doing. I mean, even just hearing you go back and say, what did I do that night that might have pushed him away? I just, I think you're overthinking it. I think you need to be confident yeah. when you speak to him. Do it when you have a reason to, and then don't expect anything from your interactions. And just keep doing the things that you have been doing that have been working. You know, don't be too pushy when you are together. And then after that, just don't think about it. Just continue to work on your pies, to live your life. Make a deci- If you make a decision to move back to L.A., don't overthink how he's going to react to it. If you're doing it for you, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what he thinks about it. So, you know, I would encourage you, and I know that we're we're trying to get to a couple of other callers as we're wrapping up here, but I would encourage you that it sounds like you're still doing everything right. Um, you know, don't overanalyze everything and be too hard on yourself. Right. That's my encouragement for you. And the other thing that Kimberly said, make sure you heard it, don't push. Mm-hmm. I mean, kind of t- take things a day at a time. You see, often we tend to think in terms of reconciliation when the other, when the other person, the other spouse mm-hmm. shows some attention, we start thinking, oh, this may be a process of reconciliation. Mm-hmm. When in actuality, it's more of an idea of dating. Like we're mm-hmm. still just in the dating phase yeah. here. And just like in a dating phase, you wouldn't be pushing very hard. Then in the same, in the early parts of when you start potentially working things out together, mm-hmm. 
Think about it like dating rather than reconciliation. It's not reconciliation yet. Mm -hmm. Now, the fact that you spent that time together and it was okay. good, that's good. Definitely call him and tell him about the insurance. He needs to know. <laughs> he needs to know that's the case. And then don't push anything. So, yeah. So here's a, uh, just a short question. Um, what I've been thinking is that somehow I kind of started to feel like, okay, maybe he wanted to just be intimate. And then after that, I don't know, it made me feel a little bit like it, it happened. And then he, he walked away again and didn't reach out again. Like he got what he wanted. And then, yeah, you're, as Camille yeah, said, so you're overthinking. What you just described, what you just described is not unusual at all. What you just yeah. described is not unusual. Mm -hmm. That a person moves closer and then move a little bit away for a while, and mm -hmm. then move closer and move a little way a while, a, a little ways away from you for a okay. while. That's extremely common, mm -hmm. extremely common. Uh, so what, what, we're not hearing anything scary here, mm -mm. okay? We're thinking, okay, really? you, made okay. Some, you made some progress, just be calm, be confident, and you'll make some more progress. Yep. Okay. I feel like maybe who I'm talking to, it's kind of not helping because they're the ones who tell me you need to start dating other people yeah. and like, don't why do you have hope? Don't and, talk to and them about this. it makes me question my this. own hope, you know? Don't exactly. talk to them about this. That's right. Don't talk to them about mm -hmm. this. They're, you see, when people love you, they tend to get bad advice because they're just thinking about you being happy and you being fulfilled, mm -hmm. and they tend not to see the big picture. Mm -hmm. So still be friends with them, talk mm -hmm. about anything you want to, but not this, okay? Because they won't mean to, but they'll lead you astray, okay? Yeah. You can do this. You can. Thank you so much, Jasmine. Um, I think that it says our producer over there is telling me that something happened, okay. I'm going to go to the next caller. Okay, so we have, the next caller is from New Zealand. New Zealand. Isn't that exciting? Yes. I've been to Australia, but, but not I to New Zealand. I'm going to see if this works. Simon, can you hear us? <laughs> I can hear you, yes. <laughs> he well, can talk all day. You like, you like that <laughs> I accent, love don't you? the accent. <laughs> well, I earned, I earned my PhD at the University of Sydney in Sydney, Australia, but I've never been to New England. I mean, New Zealand. I understand it's beautiful there. Yeah, well, it's, uh, it's it's summer here at the moment, so it makes it the kind of the opposite for you guys. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's uh, we're at eight eight thirty in the morning, and it's a nice blue sky. Hello. Oh no. Hello. What happened? Are Wait. You, are you there? I think. Yeah. Simon, are you still there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm okay. You you yeah. dropped out for a second, so all we heard was sunny skies, and then you were gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so how, um, how may my, we help uh, you today? So my wife and I have been separated for about seven months now. Um, in June, sort of end of June. Okay, we've I lost. I think it's his service. I think he's going in and out. With hey, Simon. Are you yeah, in? Um, uh, can you oh, get to an area with yeah. some better service? You're you're dropping in and out on us. Yeah. Is this is this better here? If I stand still. Yeah. Yeah. Stand oh. still. Right <laughs> yes. there. Don't move. Excellent. So, so uh, yeah. So seven months ago, uh, my wife and I separated of her choice. She kicked me out of the house. Um, I found out that about five weeks ago it was because she had an affair with my best friend. Mm -hmm. um, 
it's, and uh, so uh, on the discovery day, um, you know, she kind of um, was open and con- confessed everything. Um, I think she only confessed everything because I found out that she'd slept with other people after being separated. Now, um, she agreed that, you know, it would be good if we could work on the marriage because she thought that eventually we would get back together kind of situation. Um, over the Christmas holiday, we spent about three weeks together solidly. I'm not sure if you follow the group, but I've been posting in the group um, the process we've been going through. Um, we had a coaching call. Um, and she identified herself being in discovery, which is obviously hard to hear when I thought we were going to be in the throes of doing reconciliation. But at the moment, um, she more or less basically has said to me, you know, um, I'm not sure if I want to be married to you. I'm, I don't, you know, I would have thought over the last three weeks or four weeks that I would have developed some feelings of love for you, but I don't have any feelings of love for you. Um, so she's quite um, ambivalent about all of it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of kind of uncertainty for me. You know, I'm not going to like exactly give up. I don't believe divorce is really an option for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm kind of, I'm not sure. Like, I don't feel like I have the tools to help to help her get through whatever hurt she's going through and whatever fog she's put herself in. Because mm. she's essentially emotionally disconnected herself from me for the last six or seven months. Mm. And... Um, um, doesn't you know she's been using her feelings as a compass um you know the the bible is pretty straightforward about it saying you know the the heart of man is you know deceitful adulterous thieving the rest of that so like following mm-hmm. your heart generally is not the best advice right <laughs> um and and it, she has postnatal depression she's had it since we had our daughter um two years ago um she's on quite a high dose of um antidepressants but uh, she's not seeking counseling or help for herself so my fear is if she doesn't seek any help for herself to kind of work through the issues that she's caused herself doing this emotional harm to herself and this disconnect that um, we may not be able to reconcile. I mean, obviously, I do desire reconciliation. I've done the online course. It's changed my life dramatically. Mm-hmm. I would like to put that out as a, as, a, as a testimony to your company. It's fantastic. Thank you. Um, it's changed me into an, a, a new man, and she has... She has openly recognized that the the week four letter um, was one of the biggest um, uh, eye openers for her, which is, which is, um, if, if that's any hope to anybody else listening, you know, the, the, the letters sometimes will not help, but in this case, the letter definitely kind of opened her eyes. Mm-hmm. So my, my, my biggest question is kind of, what, what can I do essentially being friend zoned by my wife to essentially, I know, in some way, guide her back to you know the, the love path you know i've i've bought <laughs> quite a, quite a few of your books and i've i read through them and they're, they're fantastic and they've helped me understand where where i was and what i was doing wrong mm-hmm. um you know ad, admittedly we, we didn't have a fantastic marriage before because i was uh controlling and i wasn't very uh emotionally attentive and obviously this um right. affair partner um he he used me to get information on her and then use that information to manipulate and control her. But obviously it takes two, two to tango, so she is obviously to blame as well. Okay, so but may I ask I you a couple of questions? A couple of questions, my friend. Is he, is, is he still in the picture? No, no. Okay. So that, that, right. it, it lasted about a month. So it was from okay. about June to July, and then it ended. Okay, um, let me so speak to you. The irony of it is, is that he, he, I was going to say, sorry, he, he, he contacted her the day that she told me everything. 
Okay. And was like, you know, I, I love you. I'll leave my wife for you. And she basically laughed at him on the phone and said, in what world did you think that was going to happen? Okay. So, th- that, so let's one. talk about a couple of things here, if we may. Okay. The fact that she says, okay, it's been three or four weeks and, and I really don't feel any emotion for you. People who are on high dosages of antidepressants tend not to feel strong feelings of love toward anything. Sometimes it even affects the feelings they have toward their own children. I don't, I don't mean that they quit loving. Don't misunderstand. But people on high doses of, uh, there's actually even research about this. People who are on high doses of antidepressants, particularly if it happens to be a selective serotonin reuptake inhibitor, which can be anything from Prozac to Lexapro to Zoloft, there's a ton of those. Those people tend not to feel very strong emotions of love toward anybody. Now, it doesn't mean they quit loving their children, for example, but the intensity of the love actually gets muted some. Therefore, the fact that she's taking this kind of medicine and she says, well, three or four weeks, I thought I would have redeveloped feelings of love for you. Mm-hmm. My response would be, it's almost an impossibility that she could if mm-hmm. she's taking high doses of antidepressants. It's almost impossible that she would have redeveloped strong emotions of love toward you because that's prohibiting that, it's keeping it from happening. Now, we could go into a lot of the, the, the science about that, but very quickly, I'd get to an area where I didn't know what I was talking about. So let's, let's, don't, let me, don't let me go into an area where I really can't explain it very well. My suggestion to you, therefore, my friend, is you've grown, developed, and all those kinds of things, good for you. That's awesome. Now, keep doing those things, but patiently. And don't panic if she says things like, well, I still haven't developed these emotions for you. You can even respond by saying, well, you know, I understand that antidepressants can actually have that effect. I'm not telling you to quit taking Mm -hmm. them. But I am saying, since you're on those, can you at least factor that in? That let's just continue to be patient, to go a day at a time, a step at a time, a day at a time, and a step at a time. And if at some point she would be agreeable to seeing somebody who can help her with the depression, other than just writing prescriptions, that'd be awesome. But you probably would not do well to try to push her into that. If you can encourage her in it without appearing to be pushy, that would be good. And so sometimes there are good counselors or therapists who can help people deal with the depression. I'd be careful about suggesting she go to a marriage counselor. I would say, if you're going to see somebody about this, if the medicine's not doing for you what you want, then there's good counselors or therapists we can find who can help you with the depression. So what I'm saying to you, my friend, is I don't think it's time to panic. And I don't think it's time to think, well, if she hasn't developed those emotions for me, she won't. I'm saying that based on what you're saying about the medicines she's taking, it's just going to be a very slow process. It can still be done, but it's not going to happen overnight, and there's not going to be intense emotions. By the way, the reason that's also to your advantage is that's why she's probably still not with the other guy. It, it, it mutes those emotions as well. Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. Did that make any sense to you at yeah. all? <laughs> okay. So be patient, no, my friend. It did, it did. I am. Um, that's good. That's very good advice. I, I spoke to a, a counselor. You know, I mean, I, I have a lot of faith in the coaching process you guys have, but I had a really good talk with a counselor last night that basically said to, to me that, you know, um, if, if she was willing to do counseling sessions, you know, he wouldn't even do marriage counseling. He would just do counseling, counseling with the two of us mm-hmm. just to help us get through. Uh, 
you know the, the damage and basically whatever past events we've we've had in our lives to get through it. Essentially, um, he's a Christian counsellor that doesn't believe in divorce either. You know, we had one marriage counselling session with a counsellor, which was a complete waste of time because he said to her, you know, if if, if she wants out, you have to let her. And I was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> what stupid advice! <laughs> 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 Yeah. <laughs> Good for you, young man. That's Good for you. I love yeah, yeah. it. I'm going to quote you. That's stupid advice. <laughs> well, Simon, yeah. if there's ever any chance that we could get both of you here in Nashville, we would love to meet you. Love to meet you. Oh, I, honestly, I, I I would love to go. But I, I wish the flights weren't so expensive. I yeah. uh, people were telling me that on the on the Facebook group. You know, you should just come to the course. I'm like, well. Does anyone feel like sponsoring the eight thousand dollars to fly right. there and back? That's how much it costs. Wow. I know. Yeah. Man, that's not cheap, but you know. Maybe somehow, some way, something can happen. But I mean, Simon, thank you so much for yeah. calling. We I, you know, you you sound like a Really good guy. Yeah, very even keeled. I mean, even when at the beginning of the conversation when you said, you know, there's some things that she's going through I can't help her with. And I and you kind of stepped back from that. It's really wise. A lot of people don't do that. So, you know, it sounds like you're doing all the right things and just, you know, love taking your call, Mm -hmm. loved hearing where you are and be patient. Yeah. Be patient. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, that's it. I think that's that's my biggest downfall is my impatience. You know, you get the whole Three weeks, then I'm thinking, awesome, is this, is this reconciliation until we had the coaching call? And it's like, yeah. no, 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 the, the, this is just discovery. I'm like, ah, dang it. Don't let it dishearten <laughs> but, you. But that's okay. Just mm-hmm. a step at a time, my it friend. It is okay. A step at a time. It is yeah. okay. Awesome. Right. Thank you very much for taking the call, guys. Thanks, Simon. Thank you. you know, another part to even what you were just saying of, you know, a lot of people just wish they could get their spouse on a coaching call with them. So mm-hmm. even something like that, look for those positive things, those victory steps of, mm-hmm. hey, here's all the things going right. That's correct. That's correct. Well, we're out of time. We're out of time. Thank That's you guys for calling. Show. Thank you for talking yeah. with us. We'd be happy to talk to you again yeah, next so week. So many callers we did not get to. And please try and call back again next week. Again, like Joe says, call early. Yeah. Um, yes, <laughs> call early and we'll try and get to you as soon as we can. But if there's anything else during the week or after this call and you're still saying, well, I still have questions about, you know, the Save My Marriage course, the workshop, coaching, so many people talking about coaching, or just how can I get to more resources that you offer? Please call us at our office. You can call us at 866-903-0990, or you can visit us at marriagehelper.com, and you can see so many more articles there, information about our products and services, and you know, go to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash marriagehelper, where we have a ton of great resources there, videos that we're uploading every single week. So we have something for you any time of day to be able to help you wherever you are. That is our goal. What are your parting words, Joe? Be patient. (laughs) Do the right things and be patient. Be patient. So until next Monday, be patient and have a good week.